from Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have CJ from One SEO Digital Agency. CJ, it's really nice to have you on. Thanks for having me, Brad. I am excited and happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm really excited, too. So to kick us off, can you tell me a bit about yourself as well as your company and what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, my name is CJ Bachman. I have been the CEO here since September of 2021. We are a full service digital marketing agency. So essentially we offer a wide variety of products and services all designed with the intent and purpose of helping our clients increase their online presence. Really it's about making those connections to the individual that needs their product or service. Awesome. So what's your story? Like, how'd you get into the space and doing what you're doing today? Yeah, so I have actually been in sales and marketing for over 20 years. I started out in the construction industry. So I did, I sold countertops, flooring, appliances, basically the whole nine yards for for new construction. In 2007, I moved from Florida to Pennsylvania and I worked for a heating and air conditioning company for about seven years doing sales and marketing. At the time, my partner's brother started the company One SEO, and I was brought on to do some consulting and just help with some email marketing um, as they were launching the business. Two years later, it was taking up so much of my time. I'm like, you win, that's fine, I'll join. And I joined One SEO in its second year of business, and I've been here ever since. I started as a project manager. So essentially, I was working with directly with our client base. I developed processes and procedures for that department because it's a new company, so they didn't have them, which ultimately led to my flow into VP of operations and then COO. And then, as I mentioned, I moved into the CEO role in September of 2021. Awesome. Love that. So what does this year look like for you guys? Is there anything you're particularly excited about or focusing on? I know we've talked about AI is a big topic now. It's yeah. love to hear all that. So we have a lot of things to be excited. So a lot of people don't know this, that in February of 2023, we were acquired by a private equity company. So I equate it to putting on our big girl pants and our big boy pants and and ready to take one SEO to the next level. So we've focused a lot on our infrastructure, our workflow, our processes. And for 2024, our big goal is to engulf our product with as much AI and new technology as possible to allow our team to be able to move through things a lot quicker so that we're spending time on the things that matter, looking at performance, strategizing with our clients, and really being able to focus on that client communication side. Customer excellence is super important to me. So the technology is going to allow us to really have more of a centralized focus and be able to touch on those performance-based conversation and not just be producing content or producing links or optimizing a website. We'll be able to use this new technology to work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. I love that. So how do you think broadly AI is going to impact marketing? Are there any big things that's going to disrupt? Like what's your view on it? There are so many things that it's going to disrupt, but I think the one piece that's really just surfacing that people aren't thinking about are the LLMs. So the chat bots like chat GPT, they're becoming search engines. 
So at first people are using them because they want to ask a question or help write an email or review some data and, and some analytical data. But what it's doing is Google and Bing, the search engines are actually indexing these conversations and then have the ability to bring back those conversations as part of the search results. So what you're going to see happening is people are going to become more and more reliant on these LLM bots to provide this information that they're gonna be using them as search. So it might not be a 2024 thing, but I think what's in the back of all of our marketing minds is how are they gonna become monetized in the future, right? When are ads gonna to start to pop up in these platforms? And I think that's a big thing that is, is coming down the pike. And it's exciting for advertisers because again, it's new territory, new inventory that could potentially be available, but the way we're searching is changing and, and that's why everything around it is starting to change. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's even interesting because it raises questions with like SEO. What does that look like? What is SEO for these chatbots, not necessarily for a Google search look like in the future? I think that's where, and, and where I look like to think we're a little bit ahead of the curve because we've been using natural language processing for the better part of two years. And that's really a lot of what this technology is built on. So I think that from an SEO standpoint, that's going to become the more prominent thing, not just optimizing with H1 and putting the metadata in there and things like that, but really understanding is your con the content on your website built for natu natural language processing? Can these LLMs understand the context and be able to bring back your site as a result, bring back information on your website. So I don't think a lot of people are like SEO is going to go away. No, it's not. How we look at SEO is going to be drastically different, right? We're now going to be optimizing not for your regular search engines, not just for the ads that you put out there, but also for this generative AI technology that truly can't learn unless we provide it the right information. Absolutely. So do you have any advice for others out there when it comes to, could be AI or how to think about this year or just any general advice you have? Yeah, I think that first and foremost, whether you sit, we talk about AI or not, it's all about emerging technologies, right? And businesses are not going to be able to um, compete with their actual competition if they're not embedding their business with as much technology as possible. So I've been doing a speaking circuit where I've been talking a lot about AI. And one of the recommendations that I make for business owners is if you're not using it now, you're not using it inside of your company, don't just task somebody with bringing the automation in, into your company. Instead, test it for yourself. Try it. Play with it. See how it actually improves your life because that gets you excited about how much further you can take it. So for example, with ChatGPT, one of the first things people started doing with it is writing papers, writing blogs, making emails more professional. So what I tell business owners to do, try it that way. Let it improve your life because once you start to see how it's improving or streamlining your life a little bit better, then you're going to be 100% gung-ho about bringing it into your business and letting it work for you. So that's the biggest piece of advice is look at all the emerging technology in your space particularly around generative AI, and be able to maximize that. Most tools that people are already using added uh, AI technologies just this past year. If you're not using it, if you don't know what it is, you need to do that. You need to go in there. Even our call tracking platform added brand new technology. If we don't go in and test it and play with it and use it, we're not going to know if it's going to be beneficial to our clients. Absolutely. I love that. So pivoting gears a little bit, 
Is there anything you wish you would have known, like when you're younger, any advice you'd give to your younger self earlier in your career, that sort of thing? Yeah, so I think my my path is definitely drastically different. I, if 20 years ago, I never would have expected that I was going to be CEO of a company. But I think the number one thing that I wish I could warn myself about is how important and difficult and frustrating and amazing and wonderful the human capital piece of our business is, right? So when we look at it's the most expensive part of your business. And as an entrepreneur, you think, okay, I'm just going to, you know, start a business and I'm going to hire people to fulfill work. But as that workforce goes through time, that changes. And I am 43 years old and people that work for me aren't 43 years old. And I have to be able to empathetically understand where they're coming from if I'm going to expect them to follow my vision. Um, so I think that's the biggest piece of advice that I give all leaders. And I think women primarily do a great job of being able to not necessarily agree with everything every employee says, but having that having an empathetic heart, an empathetic mind to be able to understand where they're coming from so that then you can help them better perform. And the easiest way that I can equate that is we live, COVID put us in this world where remote work is the new expectation. That is That works for some people and it doesn't work for others. It works for some businesses and it doesn't work for all businesses. So being able to understand why an employee is requesting to have that remote work and helping them understand why remote work might not be the best fit for this company is a skill set that leaders need to have. It's easy to get frustrated and say, you're all fired because you don't agree with me. But when you bring in that empathetic mindset, you're able to understand and then better help them understand why what you're asking might not align with what they wanted particularly. Absolutely. And if, uh, if I'm a leader out there saying, hey, I really should improve upon this skill set, where would be a good place to start? Is there like a, a certain resource that you came to learn about this or a book or any good yeah. places to start? There's there's lots of books, lots of resources when it comes to to development, but even back as far as the older books, Jim Jim Collins with Good to Great. He tells you every single business starts with finding the right people first. The right people in the right seats and knowing whether or not they should be on the bus. And so I think it's really just getting an understanding of what do you need inside of your organization, living and breathing that as your culture, making sure your human resources knows exactly the type of employees that you're you're looking for, and then sticking to it. If you say that an employee needs to have five values and they only exhibit three of those values, hiring that employee is not the right fit for your company. So I think it's really just defining what those values are that you need from your employees and then reiterating that in every single thing that you do. Absolutely. I love that. So any remaining words of wisdom, last piece of advice you have as we wrap up the episode today? I think a lot of times people are afraid to fail. So I think my, the biggest piece of advice, and I say this every time I'm asked that question, is make a decision. It might be the right one. It might be the wrong one. But don't hesitate. Make a decision. Move forward. Because every decision that you make leads you to a learning opportunity. And you either succeed or you learn. And I think that's the biggest holdback that a lot of business owners have is that they have great ideas. They want to try things. But it never feels like the right time. Make a decision. Move forward. Learn from it. And you'll be happier down the road. I love that. Yeah, I think it seems like things stall when you don't make a decision. When you make a decision, even if it's the wrong one, now you have more information. Pivot. Yeah. So many people have great ideas and they just keep saying, oh, I say that. I say I said that one day. And then two years down the line, you turn around and somebody ran with your idea. 
And you're like, I had that and you didn't move fast enough. So I think just not being afraid to, to move forward. I think also another big issue that I see with a lot of people, and this was a struggle for me for a long time, you're not going to make everybody happy. You're not. But as long as you're transparent, you're open and you're honest and they know exactly what's being expected, then even when they're unhappy, it like it, it doesn't come back on you. Like it's just not a right fit. You set those expectations. You told them what's going to happen, what you need from them. And I think that's the hardest thing is just being consistent. Yeah, absolutely. I think as I became a CEO, that was one of the harder hitting things is you always have to make all these tough decisions that not everybody's going to be a fan of. But yeah, and do what you think is right and be able to live with not everybody's going to be happy. Yeah, for me, because I was promoted from within. So I am now having to manage people that were once my peers and that there's a different level of accountability. And there are times where conversations have to happen and you get those looks and it's, wow, this is a different CJ. No, <laughs> this is CJ yeah. doing her job as a CEO, which I'm sure that you experienced. And I tell my managers all the time, you can... You can have great relationships and you can be close with people, but when you're managing people, there has to be that definitive line so that when you walk into the office, you can get the job done and they can respect your leadership because there are times where you have to make tough decisions. And if they're looking at you only as a friend, then when you have to make a tough decision that maybe affects them or their department, it's hard. So if you set that tone from the get-go, then it helps moving forward. Absolutely. CJ, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for joining today and sharing all your wisdom and insights. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Brad. Absolutely. All right.